Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. ESPN NBA insider Jay Williams joins Wolf and Luke to talk NBA and the Suns. Brought to you by Midwestern University Clinics in Glendale. Faculty and graduate student-led comprehensive health care. Visit MWUClinics.com to schedule an appointment. All right, hour number two of the show, live from Salt River Fields. It is Wolf and Luke on this Tuesday morning, and we are joined on the Arizona Sports Line by the hosts of Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max on ESPN. Jay Williams is on the line. Jay, what's going on, man? You know, just uh, I love when I I call you guys, and I can I can understand that all the chips are in the middle of the poker table, <laughs> and we're waiting on that river card. You know what I mean? Like we got a really good hand, and we're waiting on that river card just to see if we can finish it off. And that's what starts tomorrow night, boys. That's a great way to put night. it. It's, that like, is. it's like you're sitting here with like a full house, and the dealer got up to get a drink, and he hasn't put the river card down. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, please, I know it's a stiff drink, but get. Back over here and yes. give him my car. Just put something down. Let's end this hand. Uh, all right. So you said it right there. I mean, is that we're kind of all fingers crossed here? But are, are you? Is that what you're hearing that he probably will actually play tomorrow and it's not going to get pushed back? Yeah, that, that's a, that's what I'm hearing. I mean, I, I don't know what these type of things. I mean, obviously, I think if you're the Suns and Kevin Durant, I mean, it, it's it, it's similar to. I know that situations are different, but similar to what you have with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, right, who've already played a multitude of games together, it's like you want to hit the ground running. I, and I often say this to people, like, oh, we're, we're at the All-Star break halfway, and I'm like, no, that's 75% of the season is what All-Star break is. So you know, when you come back to the season with 2021 20, games left, it takes a lot for a team as it relates to continuity, I will say the difference between where we are in today's game as opposed to where we were 15 years ago is for as much as we ridicule and we hate on AAU basketball and we hate the culture of just picking up and playing with anybody because we want to see more people try to do it on their own or try to say, hey, you come to my team and I'll show you the way we do it is AAU basketball does help situations like this because guys are used to playing and, and learning how to pick their spots. Now, it doesn't help you for playoff basketball, obviously, when things get tense and you need to find out who the ball goes to and where their spots are and what they like, and that takes familiarity. It takes a minute, but I, I will say AU basketball, I think, helps with where the game is today with so many free agents going to different locations and guys learning how to assess and properly implement their style of play within a franchise and their offense. Jay, well, did you actually hear Charles Barkley talking about KD and the fact that KD has to win a championship apart from Steph Curry to be talked about in terms of one of the greatest ever. I, I did you hear these comments at all? I did. Well, if I, I did. What I, are your thoughts yes. on that? I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> um, let me start off with this, Wolf. Let me ask you. Is Shaquille O'Neal one of the greatest players to ever play the game of basketball? Yeah. Do you take anything away from Shaquille O'Neal that he won it with Kobe and then he went and he had to win it playing with Dwayne? No. On the back end? No. Yeah, right? So, like, I I, 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 I hear, like, Kevin Durant, to me, talent-wise, is on the same level as LeBron and Kobe. Accolade-wise, he is not there. And, and there's okay for that to be a gap. Right. Uh, if if you're going to look at anything as it relates to Kevin Durant's resume, it's the fact that hey, okay, like he won two championships, he got two Finals MVP, 
But the caveat that people will always use against him is that he went to a 73-win Warriors team. Well, I, I, got, a, I got a newsflash for everybody. That caveat is not going to stop. Even if he wins one here in Phoenix, you know why? Because people are going to say, well, you you forced the way out of Brooklyn because you couldn't get it done on your own. You went to cp 3 team and Devin Booker's team. That's the only way you got it. So, like, my thing is, I, I, at a certain point, I can't give a damn what Charles Barkley or anybody else has to say to validate my greatness because uh, I can only do what, what I've been doing, man. I, 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 and at the end of the day, you get to stack up what my accolades are. And if you don't think my talent proves that I'm one of the greatest players ever played a game of basketball, yes. then so be it. Good luck with the rest of your life. Oh, man, I love that, Jay. Well, it's, it's spot on. We're talking to Jay Williams. And, and Jay, I guess the, the, the logical follow-up to that is what could he possibly do to win these guys? guys over because you're so right if they win a title this year locally everybody's gonna be freaking out because the Suns have never won before but I can already see nationally people tweeting a KD and being like you had to go in with Devin Booker and Chris Paul I mean it doesn't seem like at this point in his career because he left Oklahoma City there's anything he can do to win over whatever that portion of the NBA fan base is so Luke can I can I tell you something and this is a, a real honest assessment um I think a lot of KD growing up in the NBA with the close relationship he has with his mother, okay? Um, I I think it's a lot of KD finding out what manhood is to him, (laughs) what leadership is to him. Like, he has been gifted with one of the most unique gifts in the basketball world, in the history of the world. And dude's seven feet tall that can dribble like a guard and is one of the best shooters the game and most efficient shooters the game has ever seen. The, the next step of the iteration of his career is that leadership aspect that not everybody is just born with. So for me, I, I think having a guy like CP3 who's at a very very interesting inflection point as well where it's like he's led teams being the guy he recognizes that he is no longer the guy you have Devin Booker that is the guy but still feels like he's youthful in learning how to be a guy and now you have Kevin Durant who is the guy who the last piece of the equation is like the leadership aspect that people want to see him come through and it be his right so I think for KD I think there's a lot on the line here and I think he'll fit in seamlessly basketball wise there will be a moment though and guys mark this down February 28th I'm making this on your show where you will see him and CP3 bunt heads and if they butt heads how they come out of that will determine on whether they win a championship or not because those are your two strongest personalities and when it comes down to it, CP3 is going to have to make a decision on what is what is the right decision or what is the decision. You know what I mean? And a lot of times in basketball, the right decision isn't always the decision. We crucify LeBron James for like, hey, sometimes the right pass isn't the right play, even though we want you, you want you to make the play. So I think how those two work and build that relationship in a 25 game season plus playoffs is going to be imperative to whether this works this year. Jay, I, listen, I only got a minute. It's probably unfair to ask you right now, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Load management, where do you stand on this? I'm hearing so much about load management in the NBA, and we might go to 72 games. And Where, where are you on all this? Well, well, who's load management pertain to? What, what players are we talking about? Because I hear the blanket term used, but what players are we specifically talking about? Superstars. Yeah, I mean, like, is LeBron James load managing? I mean, the guy has played... 8,000 games. I, I, this whole thing is like, it, it really bothers me because most people have not played 82 games. It's like when play, like, 
Well, if I've never played 16 games or 17 or 18 games in the NFL, like that wear and tear on your body, like for me, when I roll my ankle, and most of the times, last thing I'll say is, the teams are the ones telling you, hey, look, we have three games in five days. We're coming on the second game on this back-to-back. We want you to sit out because we have another game in 48 hours. And you're like, okay. Like if I roll my ankle and I'm, I'm trying to play through it, like LeBron tried to play through it, and then all of a sudden like you get hurt and you can't walk, it's like, well, you're low, man. I'm like, I... It feels like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I, I, it's such a bigger conversation, Luke. Like I, it makes me want to stay on for another segment to keep talking to you guys about it. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so Let's much. Just do a Jay whole show, Will. Jay. All right, guys. All right. Thanks Appreciate a lot, you, buddy. That's uh, it's Jay Williams joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. I wonder if he would have. That would have been an interesting segment. <laughs> we'll have to do that next week. I, I marked it down February 28th when he said, watch for the moment when Kevin Durant and Chris Paul butt heads, which, you know, now that he says it, it makes, makes sense. sense. They're probably good. That's going to happen does, at some point. Of course. Uh, all right. NASCAR returns to Phoenix Raceway March 10th through the 12th for the United Rentals Work United 500. Fans can look forward to many unique experiences and activities as the weekend kicks off a historic 2023 season at Phoenix Raceway. For your chance to experience this, head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for your chance to win tickets. When we come back, which of the Cardinals' top priorities be in free agency? It's about two weeks away. We'll get into it next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. The NFL Draft. News on number three. Draft coverage. Live, local, late breaking. You know, it's a, it's a position that I hope that we're not in uh, too many more years. You know, it's a, it's it's one of those that it uh, it presents an opportunity that there's going to be a good player there for us to take at number three, and so we'll be prepared to, to pick a player at number three. You know, and we'll also uh, our our phones will be open, and and I'm open to hearing any conversation about anybody that's willing to willing to come up. And so, you know, I think with that number three pick, it's a it's an opportunity to add a player. It's an opportunity to potentially get some calls on that pick um, you know and ultimately we're, we'll, we'll make the best decision for us at the time but it, you know unfortunately when we when we lose that that those games that it presents that number three pick and one we don't want to be in again but we'll deal with it and it presents a good opportunity for us all right, that's Monty Austin Fort at the Combine today talking to the media, Wolf, about uh, the phones. Will be, I'm guessing, just based on what we know about Monty Austin Fort and where he came from, his phones are now permanently open until he stops being the GM of the Cardinals. Yes. And that might yes. be 30 years from now. Yep. The guy, I, I have to assume... If he if he could just lay out his perfect scenario, he would get an amazing offer for the third pick and trade it. He's trying to rebuild a team that has more than one hole, uh, plenty more, and he comes from a background of trade down and get a bunch of picks and then trade down and get a bunch more picks. Yeah, and you know, honestly, um, I'm okay with that. I really am, provided you get the right picks. And I know there's a chart for that. They got a chart for everything, do they not, Basinonians? They got a chart for everything where if, in fact, you trade down X amount of spots, in the first round, this is what you ought to be receiving in exchange for that, or more, of course. And for me, I'll take the or more. <laughs> I want to stack it up right now. If you're going to move down, okay, I got no problem 
with that, but it better be for a load, and I mean a boatload. Well, he just said it right there. You don't want to be in this position again. So I know that you can look and you can say, "Oh yeah, common sense says you know you got all these these spots on your team that you got you got to fix. You want as many picks as possible." And yeah, that's probably logically right. But you ideally aren't picking number three again for a while. You really shouldn't be picking this high when you have a quarterback that you're paying that kind of money to that you took number one overall just a couple years ago. And I know he's hurt and everything, but your assumption is you're not going to be picking in the top five again. Really, for the rest of Kyler Murray's career, you shouldn't be. So this is your one chance to go out and grab a Will Anderson-type player. But if you draft Will Anderson and he's everything that everybody hopes he's going to be, does that make you a playoff team? It probably doesn't. Yeah. Not by itself. Yeah, and again, uh, if you collect a lot of picks and you get players, it doesn't make you a playoff team as well. So you've got to weigh and measure everything that you do right now. And what I love about this, this is so cool because everybody is there. Um, The combine is starting in Indianapolis, and that is the center of the football universe right now. It's not nearly to the degree in what it used to be, Basinonians, in terms of all the coaches that would go out there as well, the coaching staffs that would go out and and sit in the interviews, of course, and talk to the players and talk to other coaches. And it was just the beating heart of the football universe. Every time the combine came around, you knew that was where the football universe, the center of the football universe was. And Monty Ford just took a first sale sign in front of everybody in Indianapolis in the center of the football universe and said, for sale. There's going to be teams that want that pick, no matter what happens with the first two picks. I mean, if Chicago keeps the first overall pick and oh, takes man. a defensive that's player... That's the best case scenario to me. If you want to trade number three, that's the best case scenario. Because <laughs> you... Look, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, as you sit here on February 28th, are you convinced one is definitely going to have a better career than the other? I'm not. Right. I'm not at all. I know Bryce Young's rated higher. I 100% could see C.J. Stroud having a better NFL career. It's so amazing when you compare those two guys. I just have to say this because you brought it up. C.J. Stroud, the specimen that he is physically. Oh, my goodness. He is, look, seriously. Yeah. This guy is the Terminator with a mouth guard in. And then you've got Bryce Young. Bryce Young is. Hold on. I'm just picturing Arnold Schwarzenegger talking with a mouth guard in. And it's not understandable. You're close. Give them to me. Um, no, I don't have to picture it. Uh, just think about it, though. Then you've got Bryce Young. He's slight. As a matter of fact, Dave Pash actually stood next to Bryce Young. David Pash, right? Don't call him David. I call him Dave, but I call him David. Okay. He stood right next to Bryce Young, and he was like, man, I I could take this guy. <laughs> I don't think Dave Pash said he could take this guy. I really don't. No, he didn't. He didn't actually say that, but David kind of felt that way. That's not what a driver or a play-by-play guy would say. That's, that's, You're right about that. No. You don't go down but that path. He was like, man, I, you know, I, I'm, I could bone up on him. Okay, he didn't even say that. But Probably I think not. Dave was like, I, he thought that he was actually bigger than Bryce. Well, <laughs> look, there's the point of all that is there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback that look at those two guys and say, I'd rather have C.J. Stroud. So what if Chicago yeah, takes Jalen? Bryce Jaylen. Young has got this in his brain, well, but that's in what his I'm saying. heart. So what that's if what makes him great? What if Houston's one of those teams that would rather have? Bryce?
Bryce Young. And so Chicago takes Jalen Carter and Houston takes Bryce Young. And if you're one of those teams that's like, yeah, I wanted C.J. Stroud anyway, and I can get him at three, you're going to make the trade. Or flip it. What if Houston's like, no, we'd rather have C.J. Stroud, and you're one of those other teams that likes the smarts of Bryce Young. You'll trade up to three. That's the best-case scenario for the Cardinals if you want them to stockpile picks, 100%. The best-case scenario is that the Bears are going to take a pick. Yeah, yes. I, I'm con- I, like, don't you think Monty Austin Ford's walking around talking to the Chicago people, being like, oh, "You really got to take Jalen Carter. That's your move, guys. Jaylen take Jalen Carter. Carter." Are you kidding me? Uh, all right. So before all the draft, you got legal tampering starts in what? Uh, two weeks from yesterday, legal tampering. The ultimate oxymoron. Okay. Sports. Yes, legal tampering, where you can actually make contact. You can make contact with a player and actually sign him. It's it's over the course of a weekend, which I absolutely love. I think it's so cool the fact the NFL does this. And this is one of those areas where, if I were a general manager, I'd be like showing up at dude stores <laughs> if I really wanted. Honestly, like. You know, banging on the door. Yes. Uh, by the way, the NFL says I can be here. It's legal tampering. And <laughs> we love you. And we'd love to tamper. It's going to sit out by your front door. Hey, you got an Amazon package. You're going to have to come out would, eventually. Would that make an impression on you if you were a free agent? And it, it the would. coach literally came or the general manager came and knocked on your door. What are you doing if you're the Cardinals? And I'm not even talking about who you want to go out there and take that's a free agent. I mean, so ESPN had this story up, and, and they went through, and they're like, okay, what's every NFL team's offseason priority now from this point forward, okay? Their answer for the Cardinals was you got to re-sign Zach Allen. And before I even read it, I read it with the, the thought of, are they going to say you need to re-sign Zach Allen? Because to me, right. that's clearly priority number one at this point. That's got to happen before the draft. That's got to happen like in the next two weeks. Otherwise, somebody's going to be knocking on Zach Allen's door trying to get him to go to Baltimore or wherever every single defensive player ever goes. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think that is a must. Again, you know the way I feel on this, Luke. It's got to be the offensive line and the defensive line. The line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And this was before the Arizona Cardinals even hired Jonathan Gannon. You know I've been talking about this. This is where the rebuild was going to start. The line of scrimmage. This is where it must and the reason why I love this is because they've now got a guy in Monty Ossenfort who's got that kind of mentality. And Jonathan Gannon backs up the, the mentality that Monty Ossenfort has about the line of scrimmage right now. They are in unison. And, of course, and it makes perfect sense. Monty hired Jonathan Gannon. Monty was the guy that was asking the tough questions. Hey, listen, do you believe like I believe? Do you think the way I think? This is what we need to do. The rebuild needs to start on the line of scrimmage. And it's because there's a different philosophy that is taking over the Arizona Cardinals right now. Physicality has been brought back into the fold and valued once again. And this is why I'm so jacked up about this team. Because the philosophy has changed. It's gone back to the physicality of the game. And I love it. And the way you do it, the way you rebuild this, is on a line of scrimmage on both sides. And Monty knows it. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now when we come back. Kevin Durant 
has weighed in on how the trade went to get Kevin Durant to Phoenix. He uh, he spoke on his own podcast. We're going to go ahead and uh, we'll give you some of the audio that's just dropped in like the last half hour, Wolf, so there's no way you've heard it. Uh, KD discussing that and more on his podcast. You're going to hear it all next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. There's a lot of stuff that goes around on the internet about when he'll be back. We're still in the wait and see approach. Wolf and Luke, KD, Countdown. Uh, the countdown. That, I feel like we revived that song just for Kevin Durant. Well, if that song that was written in like the early 80s. Yeah, who tells this again? What is it? What's it's Europe. I think we had to look it up last Europe. week. I think it's Europe. It's an entire continent. You know what I wanted to song. say? Asia. That's a different continent. Wasn't, there, a, different wasn't there a band named Asia? Wasn't there? There I mean, was. It wasn't a band that uh, was to my liking, of course. No, obviously not. No, Asia. I think Asia wrote a different song. Okay. Europe wrote the yeah, song. But, okay, Europe. Asia. <laughs> Continents. <laughs> Your calls the, next. Entire continents wrote songs in the 80s. Anyway, Kevin Durant uh, making it a little bit easier to uh, to wait, I guess, assuming it's uh, for uh, tomorrow night's game and not like Fridays or beyond. He was on the ETCS podcast, part of the Boardroom Podcast uh, Network, Wolf, and this just happened. He just dropped the episode about an hour or so ago. So he talked about some of the stuff. I'm going to fire off some of the audio right now. We're obviously hearing this for the first time because it came out during our show. I don't know why KD wanted to compete with our show. He could have put it out at 9. Everybody, hold on. This is uh, KD talking about the trade to Phoenix coming uh, from his perspective out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. yeah, It did come out of nowhere for sure. Uh, Like I said before, like I said in the press conference, we were locked into the season. I felt... you know, we were building something solid. Uh, but, yeah, this was name of the game, name of the league. That's what happens. You know, stuff happens pretty quickly, and you try to figure it out. So, um, yeah, it, it wasn't something I was planning on doing at, you know, all-star break, but <laughs> it just happened that way. It just sounds so weird to me. Right? Well, does it sound weird because it's weird to hear Kevin Durant talk without 5,000 people cheering every time he says a word? Yes. I, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, you know, at some point in time, somebody had to give me, hey, you know what? They're interested. Are you? You know, I mean, right? Well, like, look, you'd have to. If, if we if were all were the sons, it together, he was. If you were the sons, you would want to know, he's going to like this. You know what I mean? He's going to like this a whole lot. But you he know. did that in the summer, right? Okay, but, well, yeah, it's just the way you said. I had no idea, right? Didn't he say that right yeah, there? Yeah, that seems, wondering. That seems a little seems extreme. Like, yeah, there, it seems a little extreme. Now, maybe he didn't know exactly it was coming down when it came down. I'm not trying to call him a liar by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but to me, it just seems like they would have, the Suns would have had to have gotten some type of confirmation. If we trade for you, well, you're going to be yeah. super happy. I, I'm interpreting what he's saying there, not, not, not like he found out when Scott Van Pelt said it on SportsCenter. Like, but maybe maybe a week before the trade, he didn't expect it. And right. then Kyrie was like, things are going too well. I have to get out of here and ruin it. And all of a sudden, that opened up everything. And that's that's when we all got back on board. If, like, sure. all right, if Kyrie's leaving, why doesn't KD leave? And if you're the Nets, why don't you just start the rebuild now, which they did. So I'm guessing he probably saw Kyrie do that, or Kyrie told him he was going to do it, and was like, all right, then here we go again. But that was probably out of nowhere from where they were earlier this season when they had one of the best records in basketball. I mean, he did, when he said he was going back and, and going to try to... Arizona Sports, breaking news. 
What do you got? So, according to the Phoenix Suns, Kevin Durant is expected to make his Phoenix Suns debut tomorrow night <laughs> in yeah. Perfect. That's what I'm talking about. Good timing, too. Oh, but that's beautiful right there. News coming down. The confirmation is here. Kevin Durant, KD, ladies and gentlemen, the Slim Reaper tomorrow night. Any other nicknames? Durantula? By the way, uh, I, I just want to say the, rest of the, show. the Slim Reaper yeah. might be the best nickname he could possibly have. I don't think he likes that nickname. Really? Uh, maybe he does now, but I feel like I remember hearing some interview with him like five years ago. And oh my like goodness. Uh, the Slim Reaper. It's the up there. Big sickle in his hand. Come out. The harvest is here, KD. I feel like we're burying the lead. Okay. Kevin Durant is playing tomorrow night. For can't the touch Phoenix Suns. That's right. Can't touch this. I mean, he's Kevin Durant. Walking around with your sickle. You got KD. Ain't that some? Somebody's got to tell DA. The harvest is there. Kevin Durant. You almost stepped on yourself. You've done that. Um, yes. Uh, intentionally as yes. well. You've cut yourself off on the show Yeah, before. the Swim Reaper. Here we go. Um, I love that. I, I can't believe he would object to that right there. Okay, maybe the Slim Reaper. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe you know, I misread it. That was, that was years ago. The Grim Reaper. That was before the Suns had Kevin Durant. <laughs> Nothing before that matters. Uh, here, here's more from Katie on the on the uh, Boardroom Podcast Network. What he likes about Devin Booker. Yeah, I just like his work ethic. Um, I remember seeing him in college. I loved his form on his jump shot at a young age. So I was like, I can, you know, I can tell he's been working on his game. And so just following him over the years, just seeing how quickly he developed, you know, his IQ for the game. He understands the game. So, you know, I, I like guys that can score from all areas of the floor. And, you know, being around somebody that works like that and that cares about the game like that is only going to help me. So, you know, I'm looking forward to being around him. Man. It's a lot See, of similarities right there. It, it, there. There really are. There really are. The humility being displayed by Kevin Durant in regard to Devin Booker. That is truly an amazing comment right there. That's really going to help me. Um, you know what? I love this. I'm starting to get really jacked up and excited. Not only has the news come down that he is indeed going to play tomorrow night. They totally expect him to play. But now all of a sudden we've got this. The humility of Kevin Durant to say it's really going to help me. Um, uh, aren't you here to help everybody else, KD? Isn't that what it's all about? No, not to Kevin Durant. Um, the more I hear from this guy, uh, the more I like. That's the going back to that conversation with Jay Williams before. That's the sort of stuff that I, I do think Kevin Durant, and I've always felt this way about him throughout his career. Some of the, the criticism, I mean, you, you leave Oklahoma City to go play for the team that just beat you, you're yeah. going to get criticized. But he does not... He's not one of those guys that just talks himself up constantly, and so I think that people jump on that and and try to tear down his legacy a little bit because there are a lot of star players you could have just traded for that wouldn't come in here and be like, oh yeah, Devin Booker's going to help me. They just wouldn't. Right, even if they right. felt that, they just wouldn't say anything. Right. You know what I mean? I, that literally OKC when he went to play with the Warriors, if you can't beat him, 
join them. <laughs> it literally was that mantra. Unbelievable. All right, so 29 hours, 20 minutes, and 14 seconds till Kevin Durant makes his debut with the Suns. Okay, in good. Charlotte the tomorrow. clock is ticking. Yeah, right now. Charlotte doesn't know what's coming for them. Poor Charlotte. What has Charlotte done to anybody in the NBA this year? No, they've just All they've done is get out of every place. Why, why are you doing this now? I, well, it's, it's, look, it's, what are you going to put a little whammy on the Suns right now? No. Look, everybody, what has Charlotte ever done? No. <laughs> Charlotte, sorry. You're, you're, you're getting what's coming to you, Charlotte. You're in the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, ready. you are just, seriously, the athletic process, Basin Onions, must be satisfied. Never forget that. Yeah, it's going to be satisfied on Charlotte's it court needs, tomorrow night. It must be satisfied. It's why we play the games. I want to play one more clip here, but I don't think we have time. We'll get more. We'll play more of the uh, the KD clips uh, later on in the show from his, uh, his podcast today on the Boardroom Podcast Network. But, uh, you know, KD interrupted his own segment there with the Suns announcing that he's going to be playing tomorrow night in Charlotte. How about that right there, man? Seriously. That's going to be awesome. Okay, what are you going to look for first? What is the first thing you want to see from KD? We know with mid-range. Oh, the mid-range game. That's what I'm talking about. I can see that. Are you going to be upset if I bring back the show from every single break by announcing that Kevin Durant's playing tomorrow? Okay, no, I'm not going to be upset with that right now. Honestly, do you think they're going to scheme it for him to get the first bucket of the game? Do you think they'll do that? No. Why not? No, I don't think they will. Why? I don't think they'll have to. Do that. And they're not going to have to. Scheme it. You don't have to. Uh, all right. We come back. One Cardinals flying east. We're going to take you through the biggest stories around the National Football League next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right. As was my commitment last segment, Wolf. Just reminding everybody as we come back here from break. Kevin Durant's playing tomorrow. That's official from the Suns. KD. Yes. So if you're just jumping in your car, hey, when's Kevin Durant going to play? Tomorrow, 5 o'clock in Charlotte via the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Said with certitude. Said with certitude because it's from the team. And uh, let's, let's go over to football here for a second. Adrian Wilson joining the Carolina Panthers. What was your reaction when you saw that? Oh, it seemed just, inevitable, right? It, it, it really did, but it just felt so weird to me, Luke, for the most part. Um, you know, in, in a weird kind of way, I'm happy for my friend because I believe A-Dub is on his way to becoming a general manager. At some point in time, he needs a little bit more seasoning, and I think going to another organization is going to give him that season, give him that experience. Um, as we change our environment, I think we'd all agree from time to time, it is a growth process, and it helps us grow uh, as we change that environment, wherever we may be and whatever your hand finds to do. Um, it's part of a growth process, and I think for A-Dub, this is part of a growth process for him that will eventually lead to him being a general manager sooner as opposed to later. Yeah, it is it is weird. I know technically as a player, he had a very small stint with the Patriots. I think he was like in camp with the Bears or something right at the end of his career, but he's Cardinal. He's 100% Cardinal through and through, and he's been here in the front office 
But when you hire Monty Austin Fort over him, okay, it's, uh, maybe the clock starts ticking. When you bring in Dave Sears as the assistant over him, too, you, you basically said you're going to have to go somewhere else to to get where you want to go. I mean, think about it at, at, at anybody's job out there driving around, right? If you're up for a promotion and they bring somebody from outside the company in and you've been angling for that promotion for a year, aren't you starting to feel like you're going to have to at least move somewhere else within that company to get that promotion? So it, it seems inevitable or seemed after all that that he was going to go somewhere. But it is still going to be weird seeing him on the sideline or in the box for Carolina. And can I also say, too, Monty Austin for right now, let's hope that it's the last general manager the Arizona Cardinals are going to sign in my lifetime. <laughs> okay, is that all right for me to say that right there to you, Luke? So let's hope that is the case. You figure you're going to live to at least 100, uh, right? Just so stop you're saying 40 it. Stop years it. of Monty. Monty Austin Fords, are you kidding me, right? Let's hope, ladies and gentlemen, this is it. The last general manager the Arizona Cardinals are ever going to need right now. But I would say, if things don't work out, do not dismiss Adrian Wilson from maybe coming back home. It's time to come home, A-Dub. It's time to come home, right? Don't don't dismiss him coming back and actually being a general manager with the Arizona Cardinals once again at some point. That's all I'm saying. If it doesn't work out here with Monty Austin-Fortin, which I am hoping, of course, Monty Austin-Fort is going to be here forever, metaphorically speaking. Well, that's that's a lot literal. of draft pick you trades if you if, if you were here forever. That's that's a, yeah. that's a lot of trading right. picks. He'd that have is. so many, even it's a impossible. number of picks. Um, Adrian Wilson was the guy that I, I, you know, the way the season ended, Cardinals fans were like, blow everything out. We don't want to see any of the same people, right? We want to just get, get everybody out of here because last season was so just humiliating across the board. But Adrian Wilson, I think, was the one guy that if they had said, yeah, we're hiring Monty Austin Ford as the GM, but Adrian Wilson's going to be the assistant. I don't think Cardinals fans would have had a problem with that. That said, every every story that came out about this last night, I, I couldn't help but look in the comments just to see what Cardinals fans were writing back, and it was it was all it was almost unanimous, which you never see on social media. It was we wish this guy the best. He kind of you know he had to go somewhere new. Yeah, we had to go in a different direction. But we all it, it was what you just said. Everybody's like, I yes. hope he comes back someday. You yep. know what I mean? Because you're talking about an all time fan favorite, not just as a player, but even beyond that. And um, yeah, it's just I keep coming back to this. It's going to be weird seeing him working high up for another team. And there is a, another shoe to drop in this, and it's Quentin Harris. You have yeah, to wonder what what's going now? on. Yeah, what does this mean for Quentin Harris right now? I. I haven't heard of any change in his status as vice president of player personnel with the Arizona Cardinals. I haven't heard in any change of that. Um, that is a scouting job, by the way, that oversees and coordinates pro personnel and college scouting. When you say he is the vice president player personnel, that means all players, whether it's the college side or the pro side. He's the guy that heads that up and coordinates all of that. Interestingly enough, it is exactly the job A-Dub took with the Carolina Panthers. Vice President of Player Personnel with the Carolina Panthers. So that makes me think Quentin Harris is going to stay in that position as Vice President of Player Personnel. We'll see. All right, let's uh, let's get to some of these proposed rule changes that are out there. And I'm just going to start you off so that we don't hit this one right as we're going into break. With the onside kick, and uh, how do you feel about being able to go for it on on a 4th and 15 scenario instead of lining up for an onside yeah, kick? Yeah, I despise that. Right now, first of all, it is, it's ridiculous. You know, what are we doing? Is this offense? Is this defense? 
what, what is that? It's a one play. Fourth down and 15. <laughs> Don't do that. Please. You know what, Luca? This is what I want to see. I want to see him just go back. Just maybe admit, you know what, player safety, we're always going to put player safety first. We're always going to do that. I, I know from a PR perspective, the National Football League has got to do that. They have to say those kind of things, and they've got to mean it, and they've got to do it. they got to put player safety first. I understand that. I, I just don't think there's enough onside kicks where suddenly it's it really is a danger for players. Luke, have I been lit up on an onside kick? Oh, like Dean Martin's Christmas tree. Just Google it, my young crunks. Dean Martin. Google Dean just, Martin's just Christmas Google tree. It. I have been lit up like Juice Newton's penthouse. Okay, Google it. I'm not Juice Googling Newton. that one. Okay, but yes, I, I, I'm just saying I have. But at the same time, you could be lit up on any play out there, any play in the National Football League. It, it's going to happen. You can't. You can't legislate safety when it comes to the game of football. You can do some things that are wise. You can do some things that are smart. But you just can't take the danger out of playing in the NFL. So you're saying you're not on board with the league having a 4th and 15 and just getting rid of the onside kick, getting rid of the Oklahoma drill, and having players not work out at the combine? You're saying things are kind of trending in the wrong direction. Yes, I just think it's it's been an overreaction. It has, in my opinion, humble though it be, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's been an overreaction. You got to put player safety first. Can I tell you right now? And I know there are many, many guys who felt exactly like I did, Basinonians. The dangerous part of it was part of the attraction. It was well, that's football. That's that is. I'm just saying. Football. I'm. It, it was now. Look, player safety. Does that matter? Should we should we worry about player safety? Of course, we should do that. But I think more than anything else, personal responsibility is what we should focus on. Personal responsibility. Listen, if you don't want to take the risk that is involved in playing in the National Football League, then don't. That's your prerogative. You have every right to do that if you do not want to do that. But for me, that that is part of the allure. That's part of the charm. That's part of the magic of the game of football is it was dangerous, and it was played by dangerous people. And when I say that, I mean dangerous people inside white lines that are on a field. And then they step outside that paradigm. They love people, respect people, and treat them better than themselves. That is the way to do it, my young crunks. That's the way to be a football player. But inside those white lines, you let it rip, baby. That was part of the allure. And I want... I. I don't want to see it get to a point where it's just they're taking all of the the mojo of the game, the soul of the game, if you will. All right, I'm going to get you back in a good mood here before we go to break. Hey, Kevin Ginkle is going to join us on the other side of the break. We're out here at Salt River Fields. We're going to be talking some D-backs. Zach Gallen's coming up. Not Zach Allen. Zach Gallen is going to join us Zach next hour. Gallen. Zach Gallen, friend of the show. He was on front of the show four times last season. Yes. And maybe he doesn't want to change anything because he was a monster on the mound last season. So before we get into baseball and all that, I just want to remind everybody that Kevin Durant is playing tomorrow night for okay, the Phoenix Suns. We need to get we Kevin need to just Durant. keep throwing that out there. Hey everybody, KD's going to play. Okay, touch this. Here we go. 
Okay. I mean, he's Kevin Durant. By the way, if you can't dance to this music right here, Katie, some. Just can't dance. Like, just understand. Kevin that Durant. Right now. Are you going to choreograph a dance for all of us to do up here as people walk in? There into are this? basically two types of people in the world: those that can dance and those that cannot. Well, you can't see Rick dancing behind you, but where would okay. you qualify him? Well, I, I can't see Rick, but I can only. You guess. can easily turn around and look at Rick. <laughs> okay, Rick, are you not. dancing? Okay, no, Rick, I don't think so. Oh, oh, uh, boy. That's it's okay. Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay because I can't dance space in audience, KD, but that doesn't it. stop me. <laughs> it will not stop me. Kevin Durant. Bad dancing? The whole city is hey, going to be dancing tomorrow. Just understand this. Anyone that's listening right now, when a man loves a woman, he engages in bad dancing. Just understand that. And takes her to Shania Twain, right, Wolf? <laughs> that's exactly right, Mal. Hey, she's coming back. Shania Twain's here this summer. Are you going? No. Okay. Well, let's figure that check. Um, what do you... Uh, I don't have an over under number yet for KD, so let's just set one. I don't I don't see one on FanDuel yet because I haven't opened my phone yet. What do you what are you thinking tomorrow? Twenty seven and a half over under? Twenty nine and a half. So you're going over. So I'm going to say I'm going over. All right. Well, give me a point. So you're saying 29. Just yeah. Give me an exact point. 30. Total. 30. Wow. Can, do I hear 31? <laughs> I can what, we push that's this? why I went 29 and a half. I'm going 30. Okay. You're going 30. You almost are grasping how over-unders work. Like, <laughs> you have, you've put your own twist on well, it. Well, I've listened to you for the longest time. No, I mean, you do have the concept now, but you don't have to set an over-under for yourself if you're making a prediction. Luke's out there exchanging money with dudes outside of Salt River Fields. Interesting. No, that's, uh, that's not accurate. But, I'm, you know, I don't know what sort of minutes restriction he's going to be on. I'm going to give I'm gonna give KD 26 tomorrow <laughs> that's in so Charlotte. Good. 26. Okay. So I guess I'll take the under on whatever Are there you bookies anymore? I mean, it's... Are there any bookies? Probably in Jersey. Uh, Seriously. Uh, How do you be a bookie in this day and age? Maybe I'll Google that during the break. Uh, All right. When we come back, we are out here at Salt River Fields. We're going to start talking to some D-backs. Kevin Ginkle will join us next. Zach Gallon's going to join us next hour as well. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.